Well, hello, Mr. Robert Trotter. Tara, how are you doing today? Well, I'm good. I'm busy and I'm running around, and so that's a good day. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm a little bummed, Tara. You know, um, I've got my, my Instagram, and it's, it's what I use to star my little dog, Hadley. She's a palm mixed little dog here. And, uh, my engagement on it's low. And so I, I'm hoping that I can find somebody that uh, maybe might be in the HR space, but I don't know, that uh, knows something about social media, something about animals and vets and things along those lines, just to kind of help me out. So um, I have to kind of figure hmm. out how this call. I think that we have just the person to get us on that lead and maybe promote your Instagram, but also all these other things too, who might know a thing or two about an animal. So, do you want to know why I know this thing? Know this? Why, why is that, Terry? Because this is super special. We are going to introduce today our first 30 under 30 HR professional, Jackie Ramage. Woo! Right. Jackie is the director of people at Brief Media. Um, and one area of her work focus. Um, so brief media, we'll get into that. That has to do with the animal part and social media. But her main focus at her work is that she um, is the director of people, but she focuses on serving on the diversity, equity, and inclusion committee at brief media. So I think that we have a good slide in to HR that we're going to get some additional information, but she also serves on Tulsa Area um, Human Resources Association as a, and on OKHR's social media chair. So I threw all of that together, but Jackie has so much that she's going to tell us about and just what she's done. And I mean, have we had a 30 under 30? No, this is a big deal. So welcome, welcome, Jackie. Welcome, Thank Jackie. you. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm good. Speaking of animals, my my cat is making a debut in the background. So she she just went under the chair. So I apologize, but that's the working from home so when, aspect now, right? Well, that's the fun part. We get to hear meow meow. Yeah. So just yeah, I, hope we do. Up. I hope we do. She knows she knows when I'm on Zoom, she likes to join. So you might see her just walk right by, but yeah, I am so glad to be here. Thank you guys for having me. I've been promoting this on our social media channel. So I'm excited to be a guest this week. And yeah, yeah you, you hit the nail on the head. I've been, I've been in the Terra board role for several years now. I started, it was actually right after I won the 30 under 30. So, um, I uh, oh. no longer under 30, though, so <laughs> I probably shouldn't be claiming that <laughs> as a claim to hey. for much longer. Um, but yeah, I was recognized by Sure Magazine back in 2017 and joined the Terra board in 2018. Wow. Okay. That's... I, I'm always impressed with people who are kind of know what they want to do at a young age, but then also get recognized for it. So before we get into some of that piece, tell us about how your, your background, how, how you got into HR, but then how you were set up to, to be recognized in that space. 
Absolutely. So I started back in 2011. So it is my, my 10 year work anniversary of this year in, in the HR space. I was uh, going to school at OU in Norman and through my HR program, so it was human relations, I was getting my undergrad in, they were promoting a internship role working for the state of Oklahoma. So when I applied, I knew it was an HR role. I didn't know which state agency that I'd be working for, but um, I was interested in just getting that real world work experience in HR. I felt like education so critical, but also actually being in the HR field would teach me so much more. So ended up getting the internship. They actually made two spots. They were only gonna hire one. And I wrote a really nice handwritten thank you note to the to the director and got the position. So I like I like telling people that because it's it's a good way to you know acknowledge your appreciation and potentially get a position. And really that changed my the course of my life. I I'm from Texas. I thought I'd head back after school, but I ended up staying because I had the, the internship that turned into full-time work. So I was there for about four years and I did part-time in the operations unit. So working in the state office in Oklahoma City. And then I did part-time in the recruitment unit. But doing recruitment in the public sector is very, very different than recruiting in the private sector. So I know when I was still at DHS, I thought, hey, I, I'd love to do recruitment one day full time. And it wasn't until the position in Tulsa came open um, that was an HR manager doing everything. I thought, you know, I'd let's see what, what this opportunity leads me to and turned into an HR department of one. And I, I still am an HR department of one since 20, 2015. Last week, I celebrated my sixth year anniversary at Brief Media and quickly realized recruiting in the private sector maybe wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely found a lot of different avenues in HR that I absolutely love and look forward to learning more about and bringing to my organization in the future. So tell about what Brief Media does, but we, I wanna go back to our first question of how you were recognized as 30 under 30, but oh. tell us uh, before we get there, what Brief Media does too, because I think that makes a difference to go back to our very beginning of intro of, of Rob talking about his animals and yes. social media. Yes. So. When I say I work at Brief Media, I think people, they never would put animal veterinary health with the Brief Media. Um, so it's always fun when even like interviewing for positions at Brief, I, I have to give a little who we are uh, intro, of course, but uh, we are a veterinary publishing media and technology company. So we've evolved when we first started, we had one journal it's called Clinician's Brief. So that's where the brief came from. And when I first started at Brief, we had several publications. It was print focused. We had websites, newsletters. We have a, an app called Plums Veterinary Drugs, and it is a pharmacology 
uh, apt for veterinarians and pharmacists. And so we actually partnered with the creator of that book and turned it into a digital format for veterinarians. And it's really used around the world. And so that has become Plums and Clinician's Brief are our two focuses at Brief Media. So educational content and technology to make veterinarians' lives easier. So almost everybody at Brief has pets, has animals, is an animal lover. So I work with the most passionate, smart, dedicated people who are all, you know, we're all on the same page when it comes to creating a better veterinary world for, for vets and therefore for our pets. So um, yeah, when I started at Brief, there was no HR department. So in about two to three years, I had completely changed everything. I came in, created policies, um, set us up with an, an HR and payroll company. I focused on improving our benefits. I focused on a lot of culture, training and development. And so when I was nominated for the 30 under 30, that was really the focus was that how I took an organization that had about 35 employees, we grew to around 50 at that time. And just all the things that I had, you know, I was so excited to get to implement all of these things at Brief Media. And that was really the focus of, of my nomination. Well, congratulations, because I think that is obviously you must have done a spectacular job to be um, recognized um, as, as th these are big changes of what you just said, creating policies, um, selecting an HR and payroll um, company. Those are big on a, just a regular day. And then you've done it for a business who never potentially had those things. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, it is a culture shift or a shift. Who, who nominated you? Was that from your own business or was it from the Tulsa Area United Way that you were being recognized as, as something that was big and spectacular? It was through my organization. So at the time, um, I, I really wasn't involved in the Intera and Tulsa HR Association. I was really just focused on SHRM. The, the, I went to the annual mm -hmm. conference for the first time and when I left the public sector and coming into brief and the private sector, I was just so excited to get sure membership. And then I worked on my SHRM certification and 2016, mm -hmm. I, I was, um, I got my certified professional, um, certification. And so, yeah, I, my team nominated me and, and that's really what led to someone from the Terra board reaching out and saying, hey, you know, we saw this amazing recognition. We would love for you to be a part of the Tulsa HR board. We see that you're a member, but at that time I hadn't done much. I hadn't mm -hmm. really been involved. So I thought, you know, why not? I'd love to get involved with this community and um, see what I, what I can contribute. And I think I've, I think I've done a lot. Well, yeah, yes, you have. <laughs> I mean, you, you are, for Tulsa, aren't you, what are your roles at Tulsa and what have you done and what are you getting ready to do? Yeah. Different? So I started as the VP of PR, so public relations. And so to me, I 
looked at that as an opportunity to utilize social media for getting the word out about who Tara mm-hmm. is, what we are, um, our monthly program meetings, learning labs, what we provide to HR professionals, especially being, I was relatively new at the time to Tulsa after living in Oklahoma City before that. Um, it was a great opportunity to network. So I wanted to make sure that all the information that I knew from being a board member was able to get out to our community. So mm-hmm. my biggest focus was I, you know, I sat down, we had done a survey that year and I, I looked at our demographics and I said, okay, I think that the best use of my time would be to focus on um, LinkedIn and on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So um, I decided to not pursue Twitter or Instagram at first. Mm-hmm. I thought my Facebook, you know, audience and LinkedIn audience were a good place to start. So I just created, I, I became very consistent with my posting. I was creative with images and I just had fun with it. Um, mm-hmm. That is something that I, you know, all the way from when I worked at DHS in the recruitment unit, I actually started the Department of Human Services online posting of jobs because I thought, hey, what's a, you know, that's such a great audience. Let's reach out to them and right. make, it, make it look good. So I, you know, I've always enjoyed the creative, the artistic side. So um, I'm, I'm definitely not a professional, but I like to have fun with it. And I think I have an eye for, um, for style and uh, what looks good. So I just started doing that with Tara. And I would say like our engagement, I don't have exact numbers, but I know I grew um, our followers. And now the Tara private LinkedIn group has over a thousand members. And wow, this is my first year. I transitioned out of PR after three years. And now I am the VP of membership. And Again, my focus has been, okay, how can we bring our community together, um, especially in this virtual format? We're going to be starting back with the hybrid, half in-person, half virtual events, but um, I have all sorts of ideas on ways to engage our community um, and our members virtually. So be on the lookout for that. And and next year, I will serve as president-elect, and then in 2023, I will be the Tara president. So, man, you're ingrained. You're ingrained. I'm not going anywhere <laughs> for a while. That's right. I I hear your story. What you're saying from um, your experience with, and we're saying Tara. It's Tulsa Area Human Resources Association. My name is Tara T A R A. So a lot of times there's a confusion, but right now we're Tulsa talking about Tulsa Area Human Resources. And one thing you just talked about of uh, having the, the or working with the social media part, it makes me think about having a business and working in HR that you need to understand all of these different other areas of your job to do your job well. And so do you think that you um, understand a little bit as far as what brief media and publication and, and how they are reaching people, has that transitioned and helped you with, with the social media part? Absolutely. I, okay. we have 
several social media platforms at my company. And we also have a podcast and I'm always looking and listening and um, checking out the kind of the, the rules of, of engagement. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I, I stated, the very first thing I did was I determined what my audience, who my audience was. And mm-hmm. that's something that we do at Brief. I think that sometimes people might assume that our audience would be pet owners, but our audience is really the veterinarian. So um, the, the doctors, but also the, the veterinary technicians and, and anyone in the office. So just making sure you understand your audience, I think is so important. And then, um, you know, like I mentioned, putting your effort into where you're going to get most bang for your buck. So I knew at the, in 2018, Instagram wasn't going to be the number one you mm-hmm. know, engagement tool. And so I, that's really where I've, I've focused. I know that, um, you know, I've, I've done now over the years, this is my second year on the board of OKHR to do social media. Um, and I know that I also served the last two years for the ROI, which is the return on inclusion committee, which is a Tulsa sponsored event that focuses on diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's for the entire state. And this past year, we actually had over 500 attendees to our virtual conference and they were all over the world. So, you know, we, I use Twitter for that platform because that, you know, that focus was really about community and communication and starting a dialogue. So again, I'm always looking to see, okay, who are we trying to reach and what is our, what's our objective? Are we trying to have more people sign up for the conference? Are we looking to increase engagement or membership? And then I really go from there. Tell us about um, your passion about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then what prompted this interest and, and what have you learned about it? And also kind of explain that return on inclusion um, summit that just occurred. Tell us all of those things. Yeah. So when I was getting my master's degree, when I was in Oklahoma City, um, also from OU, I was, I took so many courses in diversity and equity that I ended up receiving that certification. So I've always been, I grew up in a household that was my father's Jewish and my mother's Christian. So being raised in this kind of multicultural environment, I, you know, I went to temple and synagogue for six years. I went to Hebrew school, but I also attended a a Baptist summer camp. So I, I had this very unique um, experience growing up and I have siblings that are, one is Jewish and one is Christian. And so to me, it was always something that I was, you know, I was always interested in learning about others and where people have come from. And so it just seemed kind of natural for me um, to, to move into that, um, to that field to learn more. And obviously with everything that happened last year with, um, you know, there became a, a very, increased focus on DE&I 
my company decided, hey, what are we going to do as an organization? And so um, I came together with, I had 10 or 11 volunteers that wanted to join, um, which at the time we were only about 40 employees. So we had a great turnout of people that were interested in getting involved. And so with, you know, with brief, we decided to have three main focuses with our DE&I committee, um, which is the community, the Tulsa community, the employees. So from a, a work perspective, what we can do at brief policies and um, benefits and resources. And then we also wanted to approach it from the uh, animal health industry. And there is a, a predominantly black veterinary school that our team reached out to and the dean of that college has worked closely with um, the editor-in-chief of our journal um, to really, you know, work on what can we do um, from the, you know, we're the number one clinical content provider to veterinarians. What can we do from that perspective to whether it's help with scholarships, um, raise, raise funds for students. There's a high um, dropout rate at that school. Um, and we know veterinary medicine is very expensive. Very School is very, very expensive. Um, so yeah, we've just, from all aspects, um, you know, and, and then Q1, we did, my company sponsored the, the ROI event. So like I mentioned, return on inclusion, um, it is a biannual conference that um, Tulsa Area HR Association uh, sponsors. And it is just an opportunity for uh, diversity, equity, inclusion leaders to come together. And it's for not just HR professionals, it's for business leaders, it's for um, employees. I promoted it heavily to our team. Um, you know, as Brief Media as a sponsor, we had a lot of um, regist registrations that were covered. And so I really just said, hey guys, there's so many different breakout sessions and learning opportunities. Um, you know, let's get involved as much as possible. And yeah, that was our, that was our big focus. And um, yeah, this year, like I said, February, it was, it was intense. It was my very first virtual conference to, to be on the back end of, and mm -hmm. it was a great learning experience. And I got connected with a lot of great um, DE&I powerhouses. Oh, I bet. From your, your focus at your work, whenever your committee got together and you made some recommendations, you had three focuses, what I heard you say, what is a, a success story or something that you gained from going through this process for you and also for your business? Wow, that's a great question. I think just having the opportunity for team members to come together um, and voice their support. Um, I would consider Brief Media as a more progressive work culture. Um, we are very far from corporate. We are, we call ourselves a Brief family, which 
nature perspective, I'm like, that's probably not good. But at the same time, we really are, um, even as we've grown over the last year, really, we've grown by 35% since last year at this time. We just pulled some numbers last week to look at. So um, yeah, one of the things that I wanted to focus on as, you know, in my role, I, I have that opportunity to influence and to make recommendations. And it just didn't seem like it wasn't an option to create some sort of committee. Um, I'm, I'm also fortunate enough to be on another committee with um, my CEO is in a B2B business to business organization with other CEOs, other publishers, similar size. And I've actually been able to join this, this amazing group of, of HR leaders um, to, to really focus on DEI initiatives, what's working, what's not working, what can we do? Um, I know right now our team hasn't been able to meet in a while. And so I think that, you know, they talk about that, like losing focus. And so just making sure that there is somebody, whether it's, it's me or whether it's somebody that wants to step up and take on um, the opportunity and just make sure that, you know, it's not something you do and then you finish. It's going to be an ongoing process that you're going to have to work on constantly and, um, you know, getting the word out about events, especially in, in Tulsa this month is the centennial of the Tulsa race massacre. And mm -hmm. like I mentioned, I, I'm not from Tulsa. I had no idea any of the history until the last few years. And I think that, you know, it's, it's not only an opportunity, it should be, you know, almost a requirement. If you live here in Tulsa, you should mm -hmm. know the history you should, whether or not you can attend or not, you should be, your ears should be open and your eyes should be open. You should be listening to the, to the conversations right now. So um, yeah. I'm excited about promoting that for, for my, yeah. my company this month. I lived in Tulsa a long time ago and um, they would always have um, the jazz festival or jazz festival that was in the Greenwood district. And um, just, and it's such a um, just rich area. And that the fact that this has come to light is, I, I think is amazing that people, I, I just remember seeing stuff on television of people saying, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so just so thankful that it is being spoken right. about and people are understanding right. its magnitude. And um, the Greenwood Rising um, Museum should be open, whether it's the end of this month or later this summer. And um, I know they're looking for volunteers and that's something that um, I've recommended to my supervisor. Hey, let's give or not my, my CEO, I've said, hey, let's give everyone, you know, pay time off to go and participate in some of these events and, um, you know, let's support this as much as possible. Yeah. What lights your fire about HR? Oh. So I thought about this actually, other than, you know, diversity, equity inclusion focus over the last, I'd say three years, not even just after COVID, but I've become 
I feel like a mental health warrior. I don't even want to say. Mm. I, um, when I was working at DHS, I had gone through some hard stuff and I had a mentor who pulled me aside and gave me a card that had information about our EAP program. And so EAP employee assistance program. And, and at the time I, I had no idea that that even existed. And so when I, when I came to brief, that was, you know, one of the first things I said, we have to have some sort of mm-hmm. program. And I, you know, when we first launched it, I remember talking about it to our team members and supervisors, but it wasn't until I had people, you know, really coming to me and saying, I need help. I don't know what to do that. I realized, okay, I have to make this a bigger deal. I have to make sure that people know we have resources, not only for them that are available, but for anyone that's in their house for their, you know, their dependent spouse. And I felt like I was able to build a really good rapport and trust with my team. So they came to me and I said, okay, everyone needs to know about this. So I really focused, um, we, we work with a company called Magellan, which is the, um, the program that has um, our EAP program through and they publish a monthly newsletter. So even pre-COVID, that's something that I don't think I've ever missed a month. I send it out, I share the information and you know, me and my creativity, I've actually got to the <laughs> point where I, I take it now. And this year we rolled out a, a platform that I use for news and events and employee recognition and surveys and all sorts of stuff, um, which I love. It's called Hello Team. I'm a huge Hello Team advocate as well. But I make sure to, to talk about the things that I think in the, the past could have been uncomfortable. And, you know, May is mental health month in the U.S. And I shared some information last week and said, I'm going to keep sharing this information. Mm-hmm. And um, I had so many people privately follow up with me afterwards and just said, thank you. And, you know, I know some of their personal struggles, but I think that um, we can't, today we can't brush that under the rug. That to me, mental health is just as important as physical health. And so um, you can see it does light my fire, it really does. Well, and also my experiences with um, EAP companies is there are so many other services that are available. And I think it's not talked about enough. So I'm glad that you brought that up. You know, our group had, um, our EAP has a program that's just talking about resilience. Okay. And there's, there is a program that you can take some courses about. I mean, they also have like, oh, you know, you have somebody who's passed away in your family. Here's some resources for you. You need a pet sitter. Here's some resources. It's, it's not just a, hey, I'm stressed about something and I need to talk to somebody. There are so many other options yeah. within the EAP systems that That's you can find point. some resources. Oh, yeah. There's, so, I, if you're struggling with finances, there's like a whole financial mm-hmm. track. And that's what I really mm-hmm. love about the newsletter I send out. Each month is a different theme. So one month might be about, you know, caregivers. I am in a role now in my life that I provide care to my parents. And that's something that 
I don't feel like is talked about. I remember when I, in my former role, my former job, I had a coworker who had to use a lot of leave to take care of her father and she was, she was older. And so knowing that, you know, now I'm in that time in my life, I think it's so critical to have those resources, to have that information. And the newsletter also shares webinars, like you mentioned, there's courses you can take. And we also rolled out um, last year, also pre-COVID, we provided uh, a subscription to all employees who's interested in Headspace, which is a mindfulness and meditation app. Oh, good. Now, I can't get my mind to like chill ever. So to slow down in order to do it. <laughs> right. So I, I don't necessarily use it for the meditation, but there's a sleep part to it. And I listened to that. My poor husband, I said, you know, sorry, we're going to be listening to this like soothing music for 45 minutes. And, and so they're different things. And they also have resources for kids. So if you have, you know, children that are, you know, stressed out or potentially have you know, ADHD or any types of, you know, trouble concentrating, you can share this with them. So, mm -hmm. um, and then also the wellness side. On the, on the Headspace, have you, have you sampled the, the Kevin Hart content on there? Has, has I haven't. Got to check I, Kevin Hart out. Okay, I will. I saw nuggets, that. So check that out. Okay. Does he, does he talk? Yes, he does. He gives a little one minute inspirational, humorous talks. It's, it's okay, great. I'll, sh I'll share that with the team this week. Okay. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Look what we just found out. I know. That's so cool. Um, so what are you surprised about in HR that you weren't expecting whenever you landed an HR job? I think that the biggest thing is that not all HR people are mean. And I, I hope that my company sees me as a, I know I've used this word a lot, an advocate, a supporter, somebody that they trust and can go to and not necessarily like, ooh, there's HR. Um, again, going to an organization that didn't have HR before, I remember on my first day, I had a, a card on my desk that was signed by everyone in the office. And I was like, oh, this is so sweet. And I opened it up and someone wrote, welcome, you are my new sworn enemy. And I remember thinking like, okay, this is, I'm not used to this because I used to work with 50 other HR professionals. And mm. so going from a place where I was seen as an equal and, you know, just another you know, person who, you know, at the end of the day, I see my role as helping to make other people's lives easier, jobs easier. Mm -hmm. um, I remember at DHS once I was on a walk. Uh, we would take walks around the tunnels that connect all the Capitol buildings, the Capitol complex. And I was listening to a, an employee eavesdropping, but I was listening to someone talk so negatively about their supervisor. And in my mind, I'm like, why don't they go to HR? And I never, I just didn't know from not having real world experience. And I hate the office. So like, I refuse to watch the office where 
HR is like seen as just, you know, the sworn enemy. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, hopefully my team sees, sees me as, you know, somebody who's there to, to make things better and not necessarily, mm -hmm. you know, let people go or write them up or, you know, stomp my foot and say, you can't do this because yeah. I'm, I'm too positive and too much of a counselor at heart to. Yeah. To I, I'm going to, I'm going to slide a, a comment in here because Barbara Abercrombie, Barbara Abercrombie, hard to say all at once. She um, spoke at this year's 2021 OKHR conference, but she had also spoken at the OKHR conference in 2014 and I had attended it and she made the comment in her presentation then of be the department of yes. And I have taken that to heart because it's not that I want to give you yes to whatever your whimsy is, but I, I want to give you the yes within the constraints of, is it, maybe it's not exactly how you see it. We cannot do some things, but we're going to find the solution to get you to your yes. And I just think that is, you know, we need to all have that Anyway, I'm putting in my opinion. We need to have that mantra within HR about we're trying to help. We're going to be partners with our with our our world of whom we work with. So, Jackie. Yes. What is some of your favorite tools that you use in business? So I got a long answer to this one, but I'll try to make it short. So um at Brief, in 2018, we, we rolled out a, a system a, called an EOS, which is an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial operating system, and it's called Traction. So have, you, have either of you ever heard of Traction before? No. So it is, it's hard, like I said, it's hard to explain. It's a lot, but... It is a way, an operating system for, for small to mid-sized companies. And it's a, it's a set of business tools. It's a structure. And it's really a way for your team to get traction towards your goals. So, you know, like I said, at Brave, we've been using it since 2018. And honestly, I, I couldn't even imagine working for an organization that doesn't have traction now. Um, so some of the things we do, we have weekly department and weekly executive meetings. They're called level tens. We have 90 day goals that we call rocks. We have scorecards that we are numbers we report out on. And we have quarterly conversations with our direct report. So it's really focused on solving issues. It's focused on getting work done and getting that work done in 90 day increments. So we live in a 90 day world at Brief, and it really helps us focus. It holds people accountable. Um, no one in my company should ever say, I don't know what I'm working on, or I don't know how I'm contributing to the company's goals because every 90 days we come together as an executive team. We have a three day strategy planning session we meet with the whole company and do a quarterly state of the company where we provide what we've accomplished over the last 90 days and where we're going in the next 90 days. 
We have company goals, we have team goals, and then we have individual goals. And these should all ladder up to, like I mentioned, you know, just because you are, you know, just starting out at Brief, maybe an intern, what you're working on, you should know exactly how that's impacting and the, the team that you're on and the department, and then, you know, overall the company. So like I mentioned, it is, it's like we <laughs> eat, breathe, sleep traction. So uh, it's, I highly recommend it for, it's, I think you need to be over 25 employees to actually implement it, but recommend getting a facilitator and can read more about it. It's called EOS Traction and Gina Wickman is the, okay. the author. I will, I will put this in the show notes for all of our listening yeah. audience. Good. Yeah. So what do you think has been your biggest takeaway from volunteering with OKHR and also to Tulsa Area Human Resources Association? I think my biggest takeaway would be all of the connections I've made. I I, I I enjoy people. I obviously I'm very extroverted. I am like a 10 out of 10 extrovert, um, which can be a little intense at times. So I, I feel like though I'm a very self-aware person and I, you know, enjoy getting to know people and learning their style. And hopefully people don't think I'm over that overwhelming, but with with Tara and with OKHR, I've made so many new connections. I've, you know, I, I kind of do this on purpose, but I always reach out to the people who are speaking at our program meetings, our conferences, anything I'm involved with. I go through the keynote speaker, the breakout speakers. I send them a LinkedIn invite. I put a message in there and introduce myself. And, you know, I just let them know. I've had a lot of people say, hey, I'd love to chat with you about conference do you have time and mm -hmm. I you know I don't know if I really need to do that I could probably tag them regardless if we're connected but you know why not I'm always looking to to meet new people and um you know that's really how I how I got started like I said I I was asked to join the board in that position in my first year Christy Spathy was our mm -hmm. president I didn't know anyone and she had us do I always tell this story. She had us do the new board in 2018. We had to speak to our, you know, we brought whatever personality assessment we wanted to talk about and shared that. And I just remember like that board, I feel like was closer that year than any other year. And I knew more about them and got to know them. And um, Christy's been a wonderful mentor and friend to me. And she actually, that her and her organization facilitate our quarterly strategy meetings at, at Brief based on traction. So um, yeah, I'd say the networking and just that opportunity to, to meet someone and say, hey, this is who I am, this is what I love, and I'd love to get to know you that way. I love that. Well, we have spent a lot of time with you and I'm so thankful that you um, have said yes and and visited with us but now we are go going to close out to our little ending fire fast quick so just knee jerk ants um questions and um first off are you ready to do this 
Ready? Your rapid, your rapid answers are going to be ready to fly off, fly out of your mouth. So during COVID, what have you been surprised that you've learned about yourself or done differently? Um, onboarding. I, she's, I had to change how I onboarded like every single person I was bringing on. So I mm-hmm. think creating a new process and again, using my creativity, I've made some really great slides and just be able to provide people with resources digitally because I can't do it in person anymore. Yes, I understood. So what mantra do you use for yourself and that you like to share with others? Um, can I show you guys? Sure. Yeah, I want to see it. Okay, sorry. You're, it's kind of messy. My door's open and my cat's sleeping there, but work hard and be nice to people. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. I know. My husband was mad. I spent a lot of money to get that. He said, I could have made that online, but... That was, to me, something I'd always wanted, that poster from London. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you the, didn't we talk at the OKHR conference and did you have a poster that was, or was that Christy that had a poster and it was saying something about, never mind, I'm going to get sidebarred, but it was something that had been, spent a lot of money um, that opinion, had like, a, my, I yeah, saw I spent like $50 plus $200 to frame it. And he was like, you did what? You're like, it's that important. I was like, okay, it's an artist. We're supporting artists. It came, I mean, handwritten note from me to me from the artist and like which number it was. So I don't know if it was me or not. Maybe it was Christy, but. Very nice. All right. So copying from Brene Brown, she asks, what do most people get get wrong about you? I think I kind of mentioned it with my extreme extroversion. <laughs> I, I've honestly, I've never met a stranger, but I think that it can come off a little maybe intimidating to somebody if they're mm. you know, quiet and more reserved. So like, I think I've mentioned this, I love, I've loved studying about emotional intelligence. And I know personally that I have a lot of, I'm quick to react. So I'm very self-aware so I always try to feel, feel the the social environment that I'm in, um, and my sorority days they called it fluff or stuff. You know, fluff might be the bubbly, outgoing, excited, but then the stuff was like having a real conversation. So I think I'm that fluff and stuff. <laughs> I don't know if I, well, I like both. <laughs> I like both, Jackie. Um, so what, so I'm going to put this, we used to have this as two questions, but I'm going to put it as one. So what TV show, podcast, or book have you been obsessed with lately and you want to share with us? So there's a show. I've been telling people this, told my hairdresser last week. It's called Mayor of Easttown. I oh, started yeah. it. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, anything crime or I'm really into British TV too. So I've watched on Britbox every, every crime show, anything. Um, so in another life, I would have been a FBI 
for crime scene investigator and forensic. I'm obsessed. And I actually told my husband that a couple of years ago, I was like, should I change careers? And he said, you are way too soft to, to handle, you know, real life. Yeah. He's like, just stick to the, the, the podcast and the TV. So <laughs> I know I, every Sunday now I'm so excited for, for, um, Kate Winslet. So SNL this weekend, did you see they yeah. did a parody of Mayor of Easttown? So you need to look at that too, because to. it's, it's pretty it. funny. Okay. It's funny. All right. So we have enjoyed our time with you. Um, this has been wonderful and great information. I mean, I love that we talked about EAPs. I, who, I love it. Um, how yeah. can people connect with you, Jackie? LinkedIn. I'm... Okay. I usually always accept everyone um, on LinkedIn. I think it's just Jackie Ramage. Or you can email me. Um, it's just Jackie at briefmedia.com. Okay. Well, all right. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate your time. Well, goodbye, Jackie. Bye, Thanks, y'all. Rob. Thank you. Great job. Thanks. Until next time.